Hey, everyone. Welcome to Ask the Pastor with Pastor J.D. Greer. I am your host, Matt Love, and you might be thinking... Uh, what happened to ask me anything? And I'm really glad you asked because we're we 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 love this podcast. We we've enjoyed getting to make it. Uh, we feel like it's been really helpful for people, and so we actually wanted to really take this new year to reinvest in it to to almost give it a little bit of like new and added life by doing a, a little bit of a new format, a little bit of a new structure, and definitely a new name. So, ask me anything is now ask the pastor. We're actually on video too, so. If you're just listening to us like normal, you're missing out. You're missing out on something now. We're, we've got video as well. Um, and so it's called Ask the Pastor Now. And the pastor, though, as always, is none other than J.D. Greer. Well, Matt, what, an, what an, a marvelous intro. Thank you for rethinking all this with a guy who's got a face made for radio and podcasting. I feel like this might be disappointing for people, you know, just when they actually you know, see, like, what does Matt Love look like? You know, the, the, the problem is we have pretty high quality cameras happening. And so I definitely, the first time I tried my camera out, I was like, man, I, I'm about to have to go buy some lotion or something. My T zone, a little red. So it, it's going to help me a little bit, I think, uh, with some things like that. Good. Raise your game. Get Lindsay involved. Yes, exactly. Say, well, pick out your outfit. Yes, exactly. Well, JD, let's get right into it. So new podcast, new format, but we're still asking questions, right? So here's a listener question from Madeline. She writes, um, now, a friend by the way, of mine, are you sure that's Madeline and not Madeline? Because I, I have a friend I named cannot. Madeline and, and she's very, very feisty about it not being Madeline. So maybe we should just say gonna, if we botched it up, we're, we apologize. It's to Madeline or Madeline, whatever the case may be. She writes that a friend of hers is actually a Swifty. All right. I don't know if you guys know this term, Taylor Swift, Swifty. She has a Swifty necklace she wears all the time. Her lock screen is apparently of Taylor Swift. She wears Eras, which is uh, Taylor Swift's tour shirts all the time. She brings up Taylor Swift anytime she can. She recently went to a concert and, and, Madeline Madeline feels like it is kind of becoming a little bit of an obsession. And she asks, how can I help her see that as Christians, Taylor Swift is not someone we want to emulate? Now, J.D., if you can answer this question without <laughs> getting us canceled by Swifties, that would be great. I was going to say, you trying to start off with just, let's just put ourselves on the wrong side of everybody, right? Um well, okay, here's what I want to say just first and foremost. I am not anti-Taylor Swift. Um, so Swifties out there, please don't hate on me. Okay, my family, my daughters especially, uh, they listen to her music from time to time. Um, I took them to see the Eras movie tour. Uh, so, you know, I, I just we're in. I don't think there's anything inherently immoral about being a fan of hers. Uh, you know, we talked before in the Ask Me Anything podcast, Matt, about whether or not Christians – is it okay for them to listen to secular music at all? And that would this would sort of be an application of that of that question. Um, you can go back and listen to that episode if you want to. But the bottom line is that it's an area where every disciple of Jesus really has to use their own conscience. Their conscience. There are certain things that that you really just need to be spirit led on, even as you apply you know general biblical wisdom. Um, I know people, uh, for example, I can think of a few very godly people who just don't listen to any secular music. That's a conviction that they have for themselves. Um, I don't blame them for that. Some of them have even made some pretty compelling arguments about why they choose not to do so. Um, there are many others, on the other hand, and I would put myself in this category, who do listen to secular music. Um, you know, for what it's worth, the Apostle Paul seems to have done that also, you know, based you on go. how he quotes some of the poets of the day. I don't know if when he quotes some of these poets, there's a sort of a rhythm behind it, you know, because he's quoting a rap star or just a poet, but he's, <laughs> he's very familiar with secular media in his day. Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, to you that are in that category, 
category, um, I would say, and this would apply whether we're talking about movies or TV or books or whatever. Um, you have to keep your guard up for what gets past your, you know, your filter. Um, you yeah. know, I think in the podcast before we said there's a, a there's a difference between something, some kind of media that is not inherently Christian. And then media that is inherently anti-Christ or anti-God, media that celebrates the things that God hates and then really centers around the theme of those things. I always compare it like with going to a secular party. Uh, You can go to a secular event with secular people, and sometimes while you're there, they're going to sin. You know, because that's what secular people do. It's, I mean, it's, it sins with, with all of us. Um, and so you can't totally escape that. But that is different from going with somebody with the express purpose of them going to a place is to sin. Uh, you know, to, yeah. it's a party about getting drunk or doing drugs or um, to watching pornography or visiting a prostitute. I, obviously, those things, it, it's not just that you're in a secular world. At that point, you're participating. Uh, you're going to yeah. something where the theme is that. Well, in the same way, if the express purpose of a song or an artist, the theme of that is sin, then I would just say, yeah, that's not something we touch. Um, And then, you know, let me just add, um, there's an awareness that you should have of which temptations you're just particularly susceptible to. Um, ones you can't get out of your head. Um, you know, if there's certain kinds of lust or sexual temptation or uh, maybe it's, you know, uh, maybe it's materialism or violence or a focus on body image and that just really sends you to uh, something you can't shake, then, um, well, I'll quote Martin Luther here. If your head is made out of butter, then you should <laughs> stay away from the fire. Um, yeah. And then, of course, um, you know, it just there's the saturation question. Um you know, Proverbs 4 says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Colossians 3 tells us to set our minds on things above and not on earthly things. Um, I don't I don't take that to mean that we should never consume secular content. But the question is, what is my mind set on and what is it saturated in? Um, so, you know, I, I say all that. This is a little bit of a prologue to say, is Taylor Swift someone you should listen to? Well, I can't answer that for you. I would say that if you if you do engage in secular media, as my family does from time to time, that you should keep those things in mind and say, is this, you know, how much am I saturating myself? How much am I being formed in her image? And especially when I compare that to the the things that that God is is uh, is you know how much am I thinking on things that are honestly honest and true and just and pure and lovely and of good report like Philippians four eight says. So yeah, that's that's really good. And even just I would say like I appreciate one thing you said in there that I think is helpful. A lot of times we're trying to figure out like what do we listen to, what do we watch. We want to make hard and fast rules that just apply in every situation. But even to your point, knowing yourself and your temptations are going to frame how you engage with different things. Um, and so we, we need to be, the, the goal is to, is to be following God, obeying him, listening to his spirit, operating in discernment there. And so even just knowing yourself frames a lot of this. Um, but maybe to, to kind of dive in, cause I think there's, seems like there's two parts of the question, right? There's right. the, you know, her friend is listening to this music and, and engage, like just loves Taylor and, and there's the, the music piece of that. But also it sounds like for her, Taylor Swift is kind of her, her, hero her person that she's emulating so maybe that's the that's another question is taylor swift or or a celebrity a good person to to emulate yeah well let's address taylor swift herself okay i mean does she write super catchy relatable songs yes i i have to enthusiastically say that she is a brilliant artist yeah. are the majority of her songs inherently anti god or anti jesus no 
Uh, no. So I would say that. I would say my family finds the majority of what she writes to be not offensive and, and just stuff that's you know associated with a good time and, and stuff. We appreciate the artistic nature of it. But I wouldn't say that she's some kind of um, you know hero that Christians ought to be emulating. Um, I mean, Taylor has, has been pretty... Uh, pretty outspoken about her support of abortion, um, uh, you know, particularly after the Roe vs. Wade was overturned last year. She's been very, very heartbreakingly local, uh, vocal about her support of the LGBTQ plus movement in ways that are not just encouraging respect and uh, awareness of people around us like that, but just, you know, embracing it. I mean, you know, in, in comments and the music itself, her song, You Need to Calm Down, is all about why uh, a Christian view of, of Christian morality is, is wrong. Mm-hmm. She openly teaches karma which is a very anti-biblical worldview, a very destructive worldview. Um, uh, because, you know, it's when you think that whatever's happening to you is because of something bad that was done in a previous mm-hmm. life or something else, it just leads to a, um, that just leads to a terrible way to look at your life. Um, very depressing way. There are even people, I've seen this, who claim to have noticed a trend of her including references to, mm-hmm. to witchcraft and the occult in her songs. Honestly, I, I don't know. Um, I, yeah. I, I don't want to go too deep into that discussion. I'm just not familiar enough with her. Um, I mm-hmm. will say, I will say, Matt, that the Eras tour, um, that I, at least the, what I saw, um, I was, I was a little unsettled at how much focus was put on her and her amazing gifts. I mean, I, I get the nature of a concert as that's what you're celebrating, but, um, I think what was disturbing to me, and you, a listener might say that I'm over, overanalyzing this, or maybe I'm too sensitive, but, was just how when those accolades were directed at her, she didn't she didn't give any glory to God or or, or deflect it. Even in the shallow ways that a lot of celebrities and pro athletes do, and they you know they point up to heaven or something, she just kind of stood on the stage and received it. And then for one of her final songs, she did Mastermind, which is like what came right after that. Which I know is about love, but at that moment in the concert, it also seemed to like be this kind of thing about her accomplishments and her great genius. I, I don't know. Again, I, maybe I'm reading too much into that, but I'll just say this. My spirit was bothered. I can at least say that. It felt like that, you know, moment in Acts when, um, or no, it's in the Gospels when Herod is making a speech and the people shout, you know, back at him, it's not the voice of a man, it's the voice of a God. And and and, and the Gospels say that Herod stood there and just, just received it. He didn't deflect any of it. Um, and it was so grievous to God that God struck him down immediately. Um, and I, that's that's what I, I felt while I was watching that. Um, but again, I, I, I'm not just trying to bash Taylor Swift. She makes no pretense about being a Christian. Um, as Christians, you know, we'd be hard pressed to find any celebrity that's truly worth worth emulating. You know, so when you when 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 you latch on, let's just say this, Matt, when you latch on to any cultural icon, whether it's Taylor Swift. Or of course, my favorite celebrity, Nick, Nick Cage, or an NBA star for you, you know, for KD or for you know LeBron or whoever it is that's your latest. I, I was hoping this podcast would become an opportunity <laughs> for us to press in on your Nicolas Cage uh, obsession. It feels like this is a this. I am Madeline, and uh, you are the friend. I just switched Nick Cage and Taylor Swift to get into the podcast. What I hear you doing is diverting it away from from where I just really touched the nerve with you with LeBron, and so I, that's there what I go. sense is happening here. But well, yes, whoever it is, whoever exactly. it is. Um, my hope is that you'll approach their work with the understanding that we can appreciate them and recognize that God's image is in Taylor, the, the beauty and the creativity of her music. What we love about that is we love God's image and his creativity exuding through there, whether she's a, a Christian or not. And we can appreciate that without emulating them. And I would just emphasize idolatry should bother us. 
You know, Paul in Acts 17, when he saw how the whole city was given over to idolatry, he says his spirit was grieved within them. I mean, when I see the, the the kinds of devotion and the excitement people have around Taylor Swift or, I mean, Justin Bieber or Elvis in yeah. the 1960s, there's something <laughs> in the heart of the Christian just says, this is not right. This is a, a person should not receive that kind of gravitas, that kind of weight. Um, we are beautiful instruments and we can and should receive praise and perhaps even in some settings even have a certain kind of fans that, that, that really enjoy whatever it is we do. But that's different than, than giving worship and that is different than, than receiving it. I mean, to say it's the most cliche Sunday school thing <laughs> ever, Matt, Jesus, Jesus is the real hero. He's the only celebrity, the only idol, the only, or not an idol, excuse me. He's only, he's the only hero that, uh, as Tim Keller always said, that um, if you give yourself to him, won't disappoint you. And when you let him down, um, won't break up with you. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, Taylor's great, but Jesus is awesome. I think Jesus is the real hero. That's a good, that's a good line to end on, right? For the first podcast back with the new format. I like that. Um, well, JD, that was really helpful. Uh, you know, again, just being able to process some of these things. And I, I love the heart, by the way, though, of the person that asked this question, because I do think the heart is mm. I want to, wanting to see their friend following God uh, with the same yeah, level of passion and investment that they're following a celebrity. And that's what we, we want to is we got the, the passion that we would point in those other directions that we'd really point it back yep. to God. So I love that. Yeah. I mean, that, that you, there's a desire there to lead your mm. friend to, to, to Christ and the, or, you know, if she already is a Christian, the leader to, to, to better walk with Christ. And the way that you do that is not taking whatever she likes and trashing it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I would just, I would pause all of that stuff and just say, Hey, here's, here, here's what's awesome about Taylor and, and Jesus is, is better. Let's, let's make sure the part of our heart that is reserved for worship goes to yeah. Jesus and not to, not love to love that. Um, well, that's great. Well, we're, we're back first episode of ask the pastor and, uh, and I felt like it went really well. So we're excited. We, we kind of wanted to do a fun one to start off, just uh, talk about something a little bit, a little bit different, but next week we're actually going to be diving into a series of, uh, a number of episodes focused on eight episodes focused on spiritual disciplines. Um, so the basic practices of Christian life, uh, which I'm really excited about beginning of the year. I feel like this is always a big thing people are trying to dive into is what does it look like to, to either build in new spiritual disciplines or build on the ones that I already have? And so we're going to ask JD uh, actually a number of questions about those different disciplines. And I think uh, they're going to be really good. The first episode in that series next week is going to be about talking about how to actually read your Bible. So definitely come back and catch that. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the other ones. Uh, when you subscribe, they just come right to your phone. You don't even have to think about it. You just download and you listen to them. And then now go to YouTube, subscribe on YouTube at j.d.greer and you can watch us have this conversation. You can try to name as many of the books in the background of JD and my uh, screens as you possibly can. Um, you can count how many hairs I do have left on the top of my head. So come to YouTube, uh, catch us there, and we will see you next time on Ask the Pastor. Ask the Pastor.